Startups, governments, and 90% of Fortune 500 companies are running on Microsoft Cloud. Join them and find new ways to achieve more. Stay productive with familiar tools. Develop and deploy where you want with a consistent hybrid environment and build engaging apps with intelligent features. Bring your bold ideas to life faster, push them further, and scale them worldwide. Start your free account at azure.com slash trial. That's A-Z-U-R-E dot com slash trial. My guest today is Managing Editor Chelsea Stark. My name is Charlie Hall, and today we're talking about Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. You're listening to Polygon's Quality Control. Thank you for joining me today, Chelsea. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you, Charlie? Not too shabby. It's a it's a good deep cold freeze up here in the upper Midwest, and we are riding it out. <laughs> How's things in New York? Things in New York, you know, we haven't gotten to freeze level yet, but we're almost there. Uh, it's definitely December. Oh my god! Yeah, my whole front of my house was just covered in frost this morning. It was it was really incredible. Um, today we wanted to talk about your review of Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Chelsea, this game is a monster. This game is a monster. They promised that everything is going to be in this game, and everything definitely is. There is nothing that has been left behind. It's it's pretty much including everything from the the last four games and then a bunch of new stuff too. 74 characters from throughout the Nintendo franchises and even like second and third party franchises, 100 plus levels uh, for you to play through. It's just, it's mind boggling. How does this all, how is this all organized? Is this, is the user interface of this thing even approachable <laughs> for your average person? Uh, um, I would say that like, if you've never played a Smash Brothers, this is going to be a little bit of a a wall to climb into because like or climb over because um let's say you go in to pick like to start your game and pick a level, which is the first thing you do before you even select a character. Um and there's a all 103 levels are right there on the UI. They're not really sorted, they're just a big grid. And so uh I feel like that was one of the things where I was like is there any way where I could pick my favorites or have these sorted by franchise or anything? I think they're mostly uh, listed by order of inclusion of the game in the game. Uh, so the new ones are at the bottom. The same is actually true for the characters. They're not, they're all there once you unlock them all, which takes a bit of work. And so you'll see all 74 characters in a big old grid. And if you haven't, you know, really if you're not like fully invested in Nintendo's history or, you know, some of its other uh, third party histories, it's, it's a lot of characters and, you know, it may be just a, a bit much if you've never jumped into the game for someone who, who has played this, it's, it's really exciting, but I feel like the UI still could be better. Like there's no sorting by franchises or color coordination or anything like that, that they could have done. Yeah. Even color coordination would help at this point. <laughs> just give me all the blue ones over here. Or yeah. red ones. Like. I, I saw in my review, a really smart comment that was like, well, what if, you know, they made all the Mario color, like all the Mario characters were grouped together and they all have a red background. Like, and I was like, that would be great. I would love how it. reasonable, how, how much 
like that could be a thing that you could do with not a lot of work or let the you like especially because there's so much granular control of this game charlie like you are able to set up your rule sets and save them and name them and like go through pretty much every kind of option for how you play the game and oh yeah your controller settings which i actually love i love all this you can have custom controller profiles and name them and save them and it saves all of your buttons and it's really great. But then there's none of that granularity for like, what if I just want to save my favorite characters to the top line or save my favorite levels, something like that. And it's just like, those are the quality of life things that I think they skipped over. The, the big concern that I've got, cause I am considering purchasing this thing for the family. I think my girls would really get a kick out of it. I think my friends would get a kick out of it when they come over. Um, like when I when I take this little postage stamp sized chip out of the box that I get from Best Buy, how many characters and how many levels do I get to start? And what is the process like for unlocking all of this nonsense? So, oh, this is tricky. Um, the characters you get at the start are eight, actually. So it actually starts with you with the original lineup of eight characters. And they're actually going to be eight that are pretty familiar to most people. It's, uh, let's see if I can remember them all. It's Mario, Donkey Kong, Link from The Legend of Zelda, Pikachu, a Pokemon, uh, Kirby, and I think a couple of others now that I'm blanking on. But I mean, it's it's like the classics, right? Of, mm-hmm. you know, you're the, the ones that like people familiar with Nintendo are going to know. Like Yoshi is there as well. Star Fox, who hasn't had a game in a little bit. But, you know, those those, those characters are all there. And then the process for unlocking them is basically, again, a little complicated, but I will try to simplify it. It, is, it kind right. of comes down to every 10 minutes of play, you unlock a new character. Oh, that's not awful. I was expecting, like, you must punch Meta Knight no, in the back 14 times while airborne or something. No, they've stripped away all of that stuff. There are other ways for unlocking characters. You can unlock them through the single player mode or this, like stripped down kind of challenge mode but if you're just playing if you're playing games with your friends you're going to encounter a new character unlock about every 10 minutes of play there's some pluses and minuses on that that i like are like extra factors but i don't want to get too into that with the listeners so i'd say like there's more information on polygon if you also even if you want to cheat the system and go faster there's a little bit on how to do that too Oh really? All right. Well, we'll definitely link to that in the show notes. I'll be I'll be following those steps <laughs> before I put this thing under the Christmas tree. And PSA for all our listeners out there: if you are given gifts of a console this year, update and download and do all the things that you need to do to get those games up and running before somebody unwraps them. Charlie, there may be some benefit, especially to your girls, of like doing the slow way because maybe they don't have as much familiarity with all these characters. I mean, think about like Captain Falcons in this game, Captain Falcon. There's when is the last F zero game? That's a GameCube. <laughs> so, you know, like it's, they're not going to have familiarity with all these franchises. So getting sure. them in a slow trickle, may be more advantageous, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially when there's 74 of them. My goodness. Um, I wanted to also ask you a little bit about these, they're called spirits? Spirits. So spirits are part of the single player mode. Uh, I feel like this is going to be the Smash Brothers explainer podcast as well, which is good. Uh, I So spirits is the new game single player mode. There's kind of like a very weird anime backstory where uh, some evil unseen figure has like basically vaporized everybody except Kirby. Uh, 
and uh, then kind of like enslave their bodies into a puppet master kind of weird situation. It gets like a little goofy. But the important thing to know is that basically spirits are an extra layer you're collecting. They're kind of like little trophies and you're just basically using them to boost your stats, boost your attack and defense, and also like give you good support things. Like maybe you start matches with items or certain things like that. They don't alter your characters look at any way it's just basically when you're playing the single player modes or you can play matches with them turned on they boost your character's attack and defense and there's kind of like a rock paper scissors thing of like figuring out which is strong against what does that make sense no it absolutely does it absolutely does any any big amiibo hooks with this uh this bad boy i don't think there's as many amiibo hooks with this one uh you can you can make custom me characters and then I guess take them over to your friends' houses with through an amiibo, but I don't, they didn't really mention that. I think amiibos they've re, uh, Nintendo has realized are like very much for people who want to collect little plastic figures. All luck to them. I, my apartment won't fit all those, but <laughs> you know, I support them in their journey. But you can bind your digital soul to a plastic Yoshi. So that's, that's good to know. It's true. <laughs> Uh, one thing that didn't make it into our our initial review on December 6 was the online multiplayer components of this game. What has been going on since the game launched? What what comprises multiplayer and, and how is it performing? Oh, well, I guess to give um, listeners a little bit of context, this is probably aside from, I, I mean, there have been other online games for the Nintendo Switch, uh, Splatoon 2 or Mario Tennis Aces or ARMS. and But all of those were existed kind of under the free online umbrella. And then in September, Nintendo said, okay, we're going to charge for our online services. They're not charging a lot, but it does, you know, it is like $3.99 a month or you can get on a family plan uh, or it's $20 a year. So it's not as expensive as Sony or Microsoft's online services. That said, it offers way fewer features. You need to use your phone to voice chat through an app, which isn't great. And they, they've compensated you by giving you some online like versions of classic Nintendo games. So that's like the most important context is that Smash is their first like big launch under the paid system. And right now, it's not working for everyone. Hmm. We've seen reports of people just having connection issues. Uh, when I played, I did experience lag depending on who was hosting. And also just like there's a in a fighting game, you really want to have as low latency as possible. Like it's bad for all video games, but for a game where you need to be able to throw a punch and it lands right away. Right. And like it and you're in close quarters and moving very quickly, uh, having kind of netcode that feels slow may it just impacts the experience and you kind of have to like, what I noticed is I kind of just got used to it a little bit while playing with my friends. It wasn't, it's so it's, it's, it's kind of too early to tell people are unhappy, but um, I've also seen a note that Nintendo is listening and trying to take feedback, which I hope they do. You know, like Nintendo has always had, it's been last to the online party. And I, I, you know, we want a game like this to have a robust online community because it's fun to play if it works. That's really telling, though, that they would launch this game without dedicated servers, in my opinion. I can't imagine doing a four-player uh, match 
uh, when you're hosting on somebody's client and then trying to all connect to somebody's switch through the through the interwebs that sounds like madness chelsea i'm not sure if it's servers or not to be fair i like i don't know the entire architecture so i can't say all right all right maybe it's some hybrid thing or something but regardless there's there's some noticeable lag we notice latency with like i have a friend who lives in georgia and we always joke about Georgia internet. Sorry to anyone in Georgia, but his his infrastructure has been known to be bad when we play online games with him. Mm-hmm. And so this one was not an exception. So again, it, it's like your mileage may vary. It was a lot. It was like easier to play online when I was playing with people that were in the same city. But was definitely I was definitely noticing issues with like people across the country. And that's when I was like, well, what exactly is going on? Uh, what. How's your experience been with the with the phone clients, right? Like, there's only a handful of games. It's gone that... awful. I don't use it. <laughs> oh, no. It's just like, I'll just, we'll just connect through Discord because that's just an easier thing. Like, it doesn't, if you don't, for a while, they, they did fix this. If you didn't have the app in focus, it wouldn't work. Uh, and, like, they did fix this. But it's just like, uh, Discord is, like, already where everyone is anyway. So, like... Because I'm connecting to a phone, I might as well just use the thing that all of my friends are already using. Since uh, other, I mean, like you're still otherwise running a tether through the switch to your phone. Gotcha. Well, what what does the future hold for Smash? Right. It seems like they've really put it all out there with all of these characters and all these levels. What is uh, what is the DLC and the the update path look like for this thing? So they did announce uh, one character if you play if you bought the game in the first three months. Uh, it's a fighting piranha plant, which looks pretty cool. Um, and then they announced the first DLC character at the Game Awards uh, last week, which was Joker from Persona 5. I know you're probably not into the Persona franchise, Charlie, but for me, uh, that was a huge cool thing because that's not a Nintendo franchise. And so it's like exciting that they're bringing characters from all over gaming that maybe fit into the game. So that's like a huge promise of potential they announced that there's going to be five dlc characters five dlc levels and music that goes with them but i do wonder what this means for patching like along with these characters are they going to release patch notes that like nerf and buff characters are we going to see kind of the changes as players really get in there and figure out the meta of the game. And that's something that Nintendo has not historically been great with with Smash. And I think that's like sometimes why the community gets really frustrated, uh, sometimes fairly, because it's just like they need to support this game like any other game of service. And you can see every other fighting game that's trying to do this, Street Fighter is trying to do this, you know, like uh, Dragon Ball Fighters is doing this. Like there's other competitive fighting games need to do that. And for Smash ultimate to be considered it needs to do the same thing we are definitely not done talking about smash but real quick i wanted to have a message from this week's sponsor coming up next you're going to hear an advertiser segment from microsoft azure about how ai tech is changing the way we live the building blocks for industry in the 21st century aren't cement blocks and steel beams but digital tools and platforms The way we look at a a new building is that it's a smart building, it's a cognitive building, it's fully connected, it's able to be optimized through digital platforms and digital technology. That's Dale Brett. He's a co-founder and chief product officer at Willow, a technology company that creates a digital map of the physical world in high-res detail. 
It's called a digital twin. With a digital twin, we can see all of the context of that building live in a digital format on our computer online. Willow takes data from all of the systems inside a building, the lights, the heating system, which meeting rooms are in demand, and stores it on the Azure cloud. Then, Willow uses machine learning algorithms to understand this data and make smart decisions about the built environment. It's really about the data analytics, which then allows us to see how's the temperature been going, the air quality, has it been operating at 100% capacity, or are there certain components that show us we can do predictive maintenance. Then, the team can apply these learnings to new projects and easily bring them to scale. All this is why the team at Willow uses Microsoft Azure. Learn more about the tools you can use to build a smarter world and business with Azure. Try a new Azure free account at azure.com slash trial. A-Z-U-R-E dot com slash trial. Thanks to Microsoft Azure for sponsoring. Now back to our show. How is the, the, the you know, the professional circuits feeling about the uh, the release of the game so far. I know that there's uh, support for the unique controllers that they prefer to use for Smash, but, but are, are the pros happy with this launch? I, I'd say it's like a little early to tell. The people are excited. People are excited generally about the characters that uh, they love. Like they were, uh, Nintendo was able to bring back a few fan favorite characters that weren't included in the last one, like Ice Climbers, which are very popular, but a very hard character to build because it's two independent fighter or like two little independent things that run around you know like uh so it was i think a lot of people are excited they brought in characters that fans were like clamoring for like the ridley from the metroid series was like a big fan rumor like almost half joke for such a long time that it was a wild that they included it so i think that we're we're kind of in that time will tell period where People are figuring out the meta. They're figuring out who is actually strong or weak. And it's like, I want to I want to see who rises to the top in the next month, who is banned from tournaments because they're too powerful. All those things are kind of like questions that I'm really interested in. I think there's still going to be people that are just like, that's fine, but I'm going to go back and continue to play Melee. And that's because that's like a system that they've like perfected kind of like a an amazing ballet where they know exactly how to break that game and make it into a different kind of fighting game. Last question for you here today, Chelsea. Uh, the one character is conspicuously absent from this game, and that is, uh, you know, fan favorite, Waluigi. What is the over-under on when they're actually going to put Waluigi into this game? Is that a surprise we're going to see later this year, next year? What do you think they're going to do with that? Because he's coming. You know he's coming. He's coming. I, oh, come think Nintendo, I don't think Nintendo understands the Western fan response to Waluigi. And they. I don't know if they understand that, like, is it real? Is it not real? I don't know. Like, are people really upset or are they just, like, joke upset? I, I do wonder if, like, Waluigi is going to come to this game. But at the same time, like, and also what really differentiates Waluigi from Wario and for a fighting game, you want to make sure people are like all the characters feel distinct. And I think that's something that they'll, if they bring him, they'll have to figure that out. Like what makes Waluigi a unique character? How can we give him like six different unique moves, right? Well, time will tell when and how, or even if that addition is made to the game. Thank you for taking the time today, Chelsea. I really do appreciate it. 
I love talking to you every single time I get to do it, Charlie. So this is wonderful as always. And thanks to you at home for listening today. Until we've got another game to talk about, this is Charlie Hall for Chelsea Stark. Thanks for listening to Polygon's Quality Control. listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network.